0: Good afternoon, good morning, and welcome to another riveting edition of Speaking Life with Dr. Sabrina. I am your host, Dr. Sabrina Jackson, the people expert. You know, I help people with people, even if that person is themselves, because I say it all the time. We think it's somebody else that needs help, and it's really us in the need of some. Help. And so we do that here every week. We speak life to you because, you know, the word tells us life and death are in the power of your own tongue. And so we want to have opportunities for you to have new ideas, new ways to speak life to your life and so i am so fortunate and blessed that i know incredible people i am so blessed and fortunate that i know people who are doing incredible things and so today is no different i have a guest in studio with me whose story is just uh like many of us um, especially with the pandemic has had a lot of loss but even with that she has written books. She is a financial guru. If you're talking about money, you want to know about money. You need to talk to my sister over here. And so I want to just introduce you to my guest today, Miss Josette Crumbo. Hey, Miss Crumbo. Hey, Dr. Sabrina. How you doing, girl? I'm good. Let me say this. You look amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I love your hair color. Thank you. It is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> we, you know, I always say this as women. We really need to make sure that we uh, compliment each other.
1: Exactly,
0: and, and 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 kind to one another, right? You know, not be hating on each other, <laughs> right? Because so, sometimes we do. We sometimes be hating, but I just want to welcome you here, and I just want to spend just a little time talking about who you are. Just even before we get to the books and all that kind of stuff, where you're from, where you live, give me give me that. Give me your little short little bio. Short bio. So I'm originally from Detroit. I mm-hmm. was uh,
1: Technically born in Highland Park, but raised in Detroit. The HP. <laughs> and I currently reside in Denton, Texas. I've been there for five years. Denton, Texas. What took you to Denton? Well, I my son, my youngest son, was uh, getting ready to go to high school, and I wanted him to have a better environment and different culture, better education. So um, I Googled and saw, like, which states were best for college scholarships and things like that wow so texas came up as the most consistent and they actually had about eight schools that you didn't need that they would give you like a free ride so that's what i selected um didn't i don't know we kind of like ended up in denton because i was looking for somewhere economical but both fun for him okay you know the people that i knew that lived there they were they didn't have children so okay So I had to find somewhere that was best for him. And he's a musician. He plays the organ, the keyboard, and the drums. And I selected a school that was um, award-winning for music
0: for his high school. You know, well, let me tell you, this you are are for real mama. (laughs) Because I remember when I was married, you know, I I have two husbands. (laughs) That means they was my husband. But um, I remember my, my second husband used to fuss at me and said that you act like you your son's lawyer i say i'm more than a lawyer exactly i'm his mama right and as the mother i do the research exactly i make the sacrifices and so just to hear you talk about i i I start looking for places Mm. i look for place not just in your area you was like let's find a place on the planet Mm -hmm. that's gonna be the most effective for my son right That is amazing. And so what is he doing now? Well, he decided to come back
1: <laughs> <laughs> after I did all of that. You did all that. <laughs> but currently, he is a thriving musician in the city of Detroit. Um, he currently plays for three churches on Sundays on a regular basis. Um, yesterday, I went to three of the four churches with him. And, wow. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. There's that
0: mother thing again. Right? <laughs>
1: so yeah he um he's excellent he's excellent at what he does and he's um he had an opportunity to play for um kojic aim last year oh Um, yeah in the mm -hmm, the youth church my bishop yes i'm I'm, I'm kojic as well come on come on (laughs) come on yes so I'm
0: very proud of him, very proud. That is very exciting. Proud. So you moved to Denton, so you still have a home in Denton. But, yes. Because, yes. you know, I thought you weren't going to be here.
1: I know. My My oldest son calls it my staycation home. He said, okay. He said, you just go on staycation and come back. So I'm in Detroit frequently because of my business
0: and my son. Okay. Okay. Very, very good. And so you do several things. You are a business owner. Yes. How long have you been in business for yourself?
1: um twenty three years wow. i've been um a business and finance consultant, but I've been doing taxes for thirty five years so I really started doing it before
0: I created the business business you was uh, i I always say that sometimes we'll be doing business. Mm -hmm. But we're really not a business. Mm -hmm. So I tell people I used to do this training called Get Legit Quick. Mm -hmm. Because you need to make sure you have all your paperwork in order. You got your separation between Mm -hmm. your personal. And I know you as a finance person tell people that all the time. Your personal and your business. And Mm -hmm. so you've been doing it as a business officially. Yes. For for 23 23 years.
1: years. I'm also a business consultant. So part of that business is I introduce people that want small businesses. I help them, start it up, tell them. And sometimes I have to tell people, not yet. You know, you're not ready. So so, um, I won't even take their money because they're just not ready. They're just not ready. Yeah. Right. So I do that. That's what the
0: training, that's why training is so important. I always say the number one reason why people fail Mm -hmm. is coachability. Because how do you get better if can't nobody tell you nothing? Exactly. And too often... We don't want nobody to tell us not. Right. We don't want nobody to tell us <laughs> Tell me not about my money. Don't be telling me my I'm doing what I'm doing. You in your kitchen making hair products. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you are in the kitchen making your own lipsticks and lip glosses. No. Don't have nobody's insurance. Don't, just no. all out of order. Exactly. So we really want to make sure that people get in order. And then also, uh, because with you've got two books. Yes, And so I'm just going to start with the first book because we're going to spend a little time on on the second topic. But this is called Breaking the Back Off Lack. Yes, me. Let me tell you something. I'm just going to say it because I can. Black people love a rhyme. (laughs) If you rhyme for me. What? what, Breaking the Back Off Lack? That rhymes. (laughs) Okay. It's a financial help book. A personal fight. Okay, I love this. And so, tell us about this workbook because it's a workbook. It's not just something that you read. It's it interactive. You're supposed to do something with it. Correct. It's an interactive book. And how I wrote the book is because I, as um,
1: doing taxes, I had people that would come in. Their address has changed in a year, and it was like you know their phones were disconnected and different things would happen. You know, I kept getting those postcards returning to me and I'm like, what is going on? So, and I'm doing their taxes. So I see that they have the money, but, they're not responsible with it, so that's where. And then I also do Chapter Seven bankruptcies, and a lot of my tax clients were becoming my Chapter Seven bankruptcy clients. So I was like, okay, I got to do something. I got to help people, you know, understand money, have a better understanding, learn how to budget, learn how to save, and that's how the book was birthed.
0: Well, so. I, I I'm so happy that I have it in my hand because I promise you, I will be. Checking it out, because I am one who not only feels like I can always learn, I, I, I always am open to learning. But then secondly, because I work with couples, I work mm-hmm. with people, I do coaching, is to have resources for them as well. And mm-hmm. I know one of the biggies for couples mm-hmm. is money.
1: So with, with Fixer, me being, I'm a financial coach. And we offer four different plans. We offer plans for individuals. We offer plans for couples. We offer plans for households and then small business and organizations. And one of the significant things is households. Because especially us as black people, we will take in Bobby Joe, Betty Joe, and everybody else into our homes. And they're not contributing. Uh So I teach them how to have people contribute. So if you have somebody living with you that is on food stamps, hey, they're the person that's going to buy the groceries. You know, if you have a person doing something, you're going to earn your keep while you're here. So I I show them different ways that they can um, utilize that person that's staying there and not just sitting there for free.
0: And watching TV mm. and watching my <laughs> Netflix and my Hulu. And right. my, <clears throat> well, I'm just the different I'm the different one. I can't nobody come stay. <laughs> I don't want I've, you staying. I've had, I've
1: I don't had. want you staying. I just you you yeah. can come visit. I've taken in strays. I you know I really have. Yeah, I have. I mean, most of this book is you know from personal experience.
0: I love you know? it because I, I one of the things that I know is that when you find an issue. Mm-hmm. That is your issue mm-hmm. and you figure out how to make it work for you or you navigate through it, then you become the expert mm-hmm. because now you can. Because, you know, your mess becomes your message. Yes. Your test becomes your testimony. Yes. You have to be able to help someone else. Right. So I appreciate and applaud you in it. And so let me say this. You have a B.A. in accounting and communi- computer information systems. Yes,
2: ma'am.
0: What, what's What's computer information system?
1: It's just how the compute, just different systems on how the computer works.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I remember when I was in college, we had to take a computer class, and I was getting a B, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how I was getting a B. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know how I was getting a B, so I dropped the class. Okay. Because I didn't understand. I said, at some point, they're going to want me to know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, and I didn't. So I, <laughs> didn't, I never liked that whole writing programs and all that kind of stuff. And so now you have how many different businesses? Four active businesses. Four (laughs) active businesses. Tell us what each of the businesses are.
1: Okay, so New Order Diversified Services is my finance and business consulting firm. Okay. So we actually help people get started with their business. We do the paperwork, you know, to make them legal. We give them advice uh, if they need any certification, licensure, any of that for any state, I'll let them know what it is and um, do the process for them. Okay. A- as well as the finance consulting portion, I do um, taxes, business taxes, corporate taxes, and i also do, because technically I'm an accountant as well. Okay. So I you know do records and things like that for for them, and I've conducted uh, seminars and workshops on finance. Um, the next business is FitFixer, which is, um, where that book comes from. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just the financial coaching um, portion of the of the business. Um, and then there is uh, That Girl Gone Vegan. So I am a... <laughs> that girl. That girl gone vegan. Gone vegan. Yes, I am a vegan. I've Th- been vegan four years now. It uh, happened because I had uh, 15 health conditions. 15? I was Yes, ma'am. I was on 15 medications per day. Um, Initially, when I was first diagnosed, I uh, was on 22 pills a day, not including pain meds. So with pain meds, I was taking anywhere from four to eight on top of the 22. So um, I went vegan four years ago. I had a wellness coach. And after seven months, I was taken off of everything. Wow. Wow. So now I cook. I call myself the vegan food artist okay. because I believe that food food should look pretty and taste good. So um, I'm on, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as that girl gone vegan. That so, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gone vegan. And soon we'll be doing pop ups in the city of Detroit. So. So you cook? Yes, ma'am. Vegan can, cook? Yes, ma'am. I can make greens, Okay, so cheese, pound cake. I could make
0: it all. You could make what? Greens. Uh-huh. Mac and cheese. Uh-huh. What, what kind of cheese?
1: It's vegan cheese, but it's mac and cheese. I make pound cakes.
0: Well, hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on. Stop right there. She just She just spoke my love language. <laughs> I love sweets. I really do. I love sweets and so I love cake. Cake is my favorite thing ever. Okay. So yes, I want one. I will okay. be ordering one. I need I need a pound cake. That's for my birthday that I'm going to treat myself okay. for that. I'm going to treat myself for that. We're going to take a little brief break so that we can, you know, pay some bills around here as they say and we'll be right back with more speaking life with Dr. Sabrina. Hi everybody. You are live right here with Dr. Sabrina. Dr. Sabrina here, and you are tuned in with me. We are at Box 2 Live. I'm gonna take you on a journey. I'm gonna dive a little deeper. I'm gonna go places and spaces that we have not necessarily gone. Helping people is really just my gift. And so because I am gifted in that way, I absolutely wanna help people alleviate pain. Understand that trauma doesn't have to keep you stuck there you can forgive what seems like the unforgivable because unforgiveness is a block to your blessings. If you stay in unforgiveness, it's not hurting the other person. It's hurting you. The decision to do anything that had to do with psychology, clinical therapy, all of that actually started at the age of nine. I saw a movie called Sybil, and in this movie, Sally Fields played a person with multiple personalities. But the thing that grabbed me was the therapist, and I said at nine that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to work with people and transform them to get them to a space of healing. Hey family, it's Dr. Sabrina here, the people expert with your people expert tip of today. Oh, the people expert. I do call myself the people expert because I help people with people, even if that person is themselves, because so often we think it's somebody else with the problem and it's really us standing in the need of some help. Well, the first thing that I say to people, and I say this to any client that comes to me, when you look at your life, do you like it? Nine times out of ten, people will say no. And then my second question, are you willing to do something different to change it? Because what you've been doing up to this point got you to this point and you don't like it. So you have to be open to doing something you've never done or to have something you've never had. All of us need somebody to talk to. No matter what seat you sit in, you need somebody to pour into you. I think my purpose and mission is to use my voice to assist other people walk in their voice. Help them understand that you too can do you, whether that's through counseling, whether that's through speaking, whether that's through the books that I write. All of it is around helping people understand things to unlock in them. And my favorite song that speaks to me is a rap song. It's by DJ Khaled. The super says, All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Every time I step up in the building, everybody's hands go up, mm, mm, and they stay there. And we're back. I love my commercial. I guess it's not a commercial, it's actually a character reel, but that's a whole nother talk show. And so we're gonna dive right back into our conversation with Miss Crumble. Miss Crumble has told us about three of her businesses yes. and we have a fourth.
1: The fourth one is called Fit Exchange Incorporated. It is a non profit organization. And so that particular business is it operates similar to FitFixer, but it is um, sponsored by um, organizations to help finance. And what I do is when people can't afford the coaching rate, I give them a sliding scale. I do a finance assessment to see what is it that they actually can afford, and then I solicit funds from other sources to help make it up. So I don't want to leave anyone behind.
0: I love it. So do you write grants?
1: I do uh, when I have time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for and so you were telling us at the break about your property and the different yes. things that you're doing in the property. Yes, and that's going to be. Um, I know you have a place where people live.
1: Well, currently it's 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 a three part uh, building. So okay. There's, there's an office portion which I see my clients. Then there's the other side which is a, a social hall, and then there is a housing unit that's a three bedroom two. Bathroom is How do you even place.
0: find that that all that together? <laughs> who, who finds all that together?
1: That's where my son lives, and that's where I come when I you know come to. I town. love it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. That's exciting. And so we talked about the money.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now we're gonna go and talk about the other book. Okay. Because the other book um, is about your journey mm-hmm. to healing. Mm -hmm. after massive loss. Yes, ma'am. So uh, tell us about the losses.
1: So 2020 came in like a hurricane, of course. And uh, with COVID, I lost eight people to COVID in 2020, which uh, included my oldest sister, my oldest brother, and my only daughter. Mm. Um, I lost three people to cancer. Well, I lost two to cancer. Um, and then my my last living aunt, she was just you know elderly, and uh, and then in 2021 I lost my brother to cancer. So within 12 months I lost 12 people.
0: 12 months, 12 people. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And uh, uh, your daughter, because I know that um, being a, a a clinical therapist and working with people when they lose children. Mm-hmm. It's so different type of loss.
2: It
1: absolutely is.
0: Different type of loss. It so, how old was your daughter?
1: She was 28, and uh, she was remarkable. She was absolutely remarkable. Uh, she was a preemie,
0: mm. and
1: um, and but she always came out. You know, she came out thriving. She never had any sickness or anything. But she was just a wonderful, wonderful. She was. She was my best friend. Mm. You know, um, she was my hairstylist and. Yeah, she was a, a, a licensed cosmetologist. So okay. we talked about everything, everything, anything, watch TV shows together. So even with me moving away, we still had a very strong bond and strong connection. You know, when I would get my nails done and she would get her nails done, we would, you know, compare our nails and different things like that. So, yeah, she was my girlfriend.
0: And so, so she girlfriend. had COVID.
1: She caught COVID. So my sister died first. She passed away on March the 5th. Her funeral was March the 11th, and 14 people that attended the funeral contracted COVID, and four of those 14 passed away from COVID. Um, wow. My first cousin, one of my cousins that attended the funeral went to visit her mom, which is my first cousin, and she passed it to her. So she also passed away during that same time.
0: And that was at the very beginning. Yeah, in March, and so because marches when they first shut us down but people absolutely had it and really didn't know that they had it and people were still congregating and things of that nature Mm -hmm. so wow yeah so then what made you do the book
1: what made me do what happened
0: was because covid
1: covid deaths are like nothing else and if you haven't experienced covid deaths you really would not understand what, what it all entails. Um, some of us did not have the opportunity to visit our loved one. Some of us did not have the opportunity to talk to them. Some of us didn't have the opportunity to, you know, to say goodbye or any of those things. So it's, you're traumatized. Um, and what happened was people started referring people to me saying, Hey, Josette went through that. Hey, Josette lost all these people. You need to talk to her. You need to talk to her, you know, and the next thing you know, I became a coach because it was (laughs) and I was telling people how to get through this. And this is how I did this. One of my uh, biggest, biggest things that I did, I witnessed other people losing their child and I saw that they were stuck.
2: Mm -hmm. They
1: were stuck at that moment. They were stuck at that that phone call. They were stuck at that. uh, The. The. the police opening the door, seeing the police, they were always stuck there. And after my daughter passed, I said, I refuse to be stuck. I'm not going to be one of those mothers that is like forever grieving and never get beyond this. So the first thing I did was I wrote 10 affirmations. I wrote, um, you know, affirmations. The first one, is I said, um, God didn't take my child. COVID didn't take my child. He just received back what already belonged to him.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I just began to say um, one of my favorites is focus on how she lived and not how she died. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and then while I was carrying her, I um, almost lost her twice. And so um, I began to be grateful that I got to spend 28 years with her because she was a preemie. You know, I could have very well lost her while I was carrying her. But God was gracious and kind enough to me to allow me to have her for 28 wonderful years.
0: Let me say this. I, I so appreciate what you're saying because it all starts with what we think. Mm-hmm. What you think is what you speak and what you speak is what you create. Mm-hmm. And so when you're st- study focusing on the loss, you'll stay stuck right there in the loss. Mm-hmm. So I remember when my mom passed, um and my mother was me and my mother was like you and your daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were super tight.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if if my mother was alive, she would be right here right now because mm-hmm. she would be like, oh, Brittany don't know what she's doing. She <laughs> she need me to help. her. You know, She would just be with me. And so when she when when she passed, I just remember saying to myself, I am not going to spend time focusing on the lost mm-hmm. i am going to spend time celebrating the fact that i had her in the okay. first place and so i began to do things to celebrate her life mm-hmm. one of the th- and i would do things that she liked Mm -hmm. to celebrate her life so one of the things my mother loved was dancing okay oh my gosh she she loved dancing she loved dancing (laughs) so much that she was a part of a elderly a senior citizen hustle group wow and so they were they were very well known Mm. they had opened up at the fox for different people yeah so they were they were amazing and so at her services, they all came and they all wore their T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And then at the repast, I had it at a hall with a DJ. Mm-hmm. And we got the party going. Wow. And we got the hustling. And so I learned at that time, her favorite hustle mm-hmm. was the wobble. Okay. <laughs> because she liked the part in the wobble that says, big girl, mm-hmm. can you back it up? <laughs> can you back it up? So then that became... And I didn't know that before she passed. And so while I was doing the wobble, one of the ladies in the group said to me, that was your mother's favorite hustle. Mm -hmm. And and so since then, every time I hear it, I get up and dance in her, you know, and then on her birthday, on the anniversary of her death, Mm -hmm. on Mother's Day, no matter where we are on the planet, all of us get together. And we will get on Zoom or we will be in the same space and we will do the wobble for her. That's beautiful. And it's fun.
1: Absolutely I love to dance. I absolutely totally love to dance. And uh uh Mr. Smooth has Yes, cruises. I know Mr. Smooth. Yeah, he and his has, cruises. Yes. yes, I've been on two. All right. <laughs> and and you know, I mean as as a a mental health professional, you know that, that the endorphins that are released in your brain, you know makes you feel better. It makes you feel happy when you dance. When you so, dance
0: and yeah. laughter. Yeah, I always tell people when it comes to grief, you. I, I, I have an acronym for mm-hmm. the word heal. Okay, heal is to help everyone. Affirm life. Wow! Because even after a loss, there is still something life-affirming. Absolutely. absolutely, there is still something good about life, and so I think that sometimes, and I and I developed the acronym as a response of me going into a school where there had been uh, a, a middle school where mm-hmm. two young people had committed suicide, mm-hmm. and of course, it it, it affected everybody—the teachers, right. the right. and a lot of times, the the people don't realize that just because you're the teacher. Mm -hmm. Don't mean you're not human. Exactly. Don't mean that you're not hurting. Right. You're not exempt. You're not exempt. And so um, I wanted them to spend some time thinking about what's still good about life. Mm -hmm. So I love the fact that you said you did the affirmations Mm -hmm. and that you started with 10. Yeah, they're in the book. I listed them all in the book. All of them in the book. This is my book. Oh my God. I absolutely. And on the front of the book, you have all of the people that you mm-hmm. lost. Yeah. So unique. And in the middle, big, big picture of her baby, mm-hmm. who looks just like her, by the way.
2: I'm just
1: saying. Yeah, people say that's my mini. Oh baby. my God. Yeah, that's your
0: mini me. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: And oh, I love Uncle. Because um, uncle, Uncle's picture. So but he,
1: he was cool like that. He was so cool like, hey, hey. I hey. had to put that hey. on there. That's the way
0: he was. Hey,
1: <laughs> And that was my, that was, I mean, my big bro. I was just telling um, April this morning that he did not allow me to walk in snow. He would pick me up and carry me on his back or on his shoulder and, uh, until I was about five. And uh, my first time walking in the snow, I totally freaked out because I was like, it's cold, it's wet. But, you know, yeah. That is so cute. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is so cute. And it's always important to um, have those memories Mm -hmm. that we can tap into that makes a smile, that gives us the warm fuzzies when we think about it. So even when you see snow. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and like you, this
0: you, morning. Yeah, you think of, yesterday morning. Yeah, you think of your <laughs> uncle. Uh-oh. I wish my uncle was here to carry me out to this car. It's my brother. <laughs> your yeah. brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's just wonderful mm-hmm. that you took the time to do this. So now, did you ever go for counseling?
1: I did, and I still do. Okay. Yeah, so um, after, uh, of course, uh, I live in, in Texas, but all my family lives here. So after I returned from her funeral, I went into um, grief counseling and I still have counseling every every two weeks. OK.
0: Yes. And so what do you feel? Because, you know, as as folk, we have issues around counseling. We think mm-hmm. that counseling means we crazy. Mm-hmm. It does not. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say specifically to the Christian? Who is saying all I need to do is pray. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, said, uh-uh. well, first of all, what I try to tell people, too,
1: is that there are scriptures in the Bible that says, you know, if you keep your mind stayed on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. But how can you keep your mind stayed on him when your mind is all over the place? Because your emotions are crazy. So it's like... Therapy helps you to refocus. It helps you to put things into focus. And it also gives you the things that you need to pray about and things that you need to to figure out, you know, with your life. So oftentimes, when I talk to my therapist, a lot of times I'll have revelation moments, you know, during the therapy session. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that that came straight from God. So God is still with you. You don't lose, you know, you don't lose him at all.
0: You don't lose him. And then you always think that, God created the therapist, too. It,
1: it's, it's just like anything else. You know, if you have a, a skin problem, you go to a dermatologist. Yes. If you have a heart problem, you go to a cardiologist. You know, it's the same thing. So if you have um, some type of mental health issue or disorder, then you go to a mental health professional.
0: Absolutely. And so I, I really appreciate you saying that because so often people go, I don't want to talk to nobody. They can't help me. They don't. So, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I always tell people they can have Jesus and a Dr. Sabrina. Mm-hmm. We
1: Absolutely. do go together. We go together. I say it all the time. Jesus plus therapy. Yes. It works.
0: We, we go it together. Works.
1: And recognize by the time my daughter had passed away, I had, that was the sixth person, mm. you know, that had passed away between March the 5th and April the 12th. I had six people. Wow. You know, and I too had COVID as well. You know, um, so... I needed to talk to somebody. By the time I started therapy, I had lost the other two. So I had lost eight people from COVID.
0: So let me say this. When you talk about these back-to-back losses, mm-hmm. I'm sure, being the grief specialist that you have become, you've heard the term grief overload. Uh-huh. And so explain that to us.
1: Wow. Um, it is just absolutely overwhelming. And sometimes you you feel like you can't get out of the bed. You feel like you can't function. You feel like you can't stop crying. You feel, and because the death of my sister and my daughter was so close, I really didn't have time to grieve my sister's death properly because, you know, my daughter's kind of, it overshadowed everybody, you know. Um, And so you can, you can just be like overwhelmed and All of those emotions, all at once.
0: All at once. Let me say this. It's important for people who are listening to understand that um, loss of any kind, uh, whether it's the loss of a person, the loss of a routine, the loss of things, um, will kick you into the need for grieving. Mm -hmm. And to understand that mourning and grieving are different.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And that um, it's important to know that mourning is generally our outer expression exactly. of what it is that, uh, that loss has done to us. And everybody's mourning is different. Yes. And then grieving is the process that each of us go, to, go through that's internal. Mm-hmm. That's our internal processing. Mm-hmm. And so you have a system that you talk about in the book called mm-hmm. the tear mm-hmm. system
1: and that it 's actually um, from a, a psychologist okay and it derives because we 've always heard of the vi- five stages of grief, you know the denial and bargaining and all of those things depression, and we 've been taught that those you know everybody goes through the five stages of grief, but those five stages are are um, attributed to people that are dying and their own death. They go through the denial and acceptance and the depression and things of that nature. We that are left behind go through the tear system. So tear is to accept, you know, that this loss is happening. Um, you know, to, we have to go through um, Just reevaluating how we're going to exist without them, you know, adjusting to the new life and experiencing the actual loss. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, in the book, there's an entire chapter dedicated to, to that tier method and it breaks down each. know each one of those processes on how that's
0: done so yeah let's just just jump in right now so Mm -hmm. the t is to accept the reality of the loss Mm
2: -hmm.
0: the e is to experience the pain of the loss and so the experiencing of the pain is is so important because there's so many ways that people experience pain Mm -hmm. and so uh, especially if it's a traumatic loss so if like Like, if I lost my child because my child was ill, that -hmm. is totally different than a person who's lost their child to gun violence. Exactly. That's totally different if they lost their child to suicide and then they found the child. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different things that go into how I experience Mm -hmm. what I'm going through. But you do have to experience the pain. And too often, we will, because we're, especially women, Mm -hmm. because we're the, we're Caretakers, mm-hmm. we're taking care of everybody else. Mm-hmm. That we don't take time to take care of ourselves. Right. That we will stuff the feelings, mm-hmm. not deal with them, and come out to everybody. Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, it ain't mm-hmm. realistic for you to be good. <laughs> and then the A is to adjust to the new environment without the person that you lost. So it's the creating the new normal mm-hmm. is to really understanding that what happened like once the person is gone your life is never the same it's never the same it's never the same so no. stop looking for having the feelings of being the same because you'll never be the same
1: i i address that in the in the conclusion page okay and um i refer to you know a human resource term where they say change a life event mm-hmm. you know and And that is exactly what death is. Losing a lost one is a change of life event. You know, your life is forever changed after that event. And so I also have a, a, um, a, a phase that I coined called sitting in the emotion to sit in Mm -hmm. the emotion Mm -hmm. and that's a part of that that experience and the pain you have to sit in that emotion whatever it is whenever that grief comes comes upon you
0: you have to sit in that emotion to actually get through it yeah because if you if you don't sit in it and if you don't experience because i say this about emotions Mm -hmm. emotions are energy Mm-hmm. it's just energy in your body and so the the thing about energy in your body is that the thing that equates what that energy really is is what we think about it mm-hmm. so i may be stressed but there's good stress and bad stress. Right. The body doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. The only thing that knows is the, what we assign to it. Mm-hmm. So when we're thinking a certain thing and when we're feeling a certain thing, we have to let the energy move. Right. And so that's why I, talk, I, I think I talk about the benefits of crying because mm-hmm. there's benefits to crying. Oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. I remember I was talking about it on Fox and Ryan said to me, well, isn't it just for women? I said, uh, God gave me in tear ducts too. Mm-hmm. He didn't give just women tear ducts. If it was just for women to cry, mm-hmm. men wouldn't have tear ducts. Mm-mm. So it's important that when we start talking about this healing process, this healing journey, men need it too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because
1: I talk about that in, in a chapter about tears, that it's Okay. You know, I I wanted to quote a song in the book but I didn't have copyrights. But you know, the song Your Tears are just a temporary relief of all the pain, the sorrow and the grief. So it it's it's a relief, you know. But there's a difference between crying and, you know, expressing that and having crying spells, you know. And that I discussed that in the many faces of grief. It's so interesting when we
0: talk about uh crying and there's some people that don't cry Mm -hmm. and there's reasons why they don't cry because they've built up this tolerance Mm -hmm. and this wall and sometimes that's not healthy either Mm -hmm. and so you have to be honest with yourself you have to be honest with yourself about how you're feeling and whether you're male or female and if you've had loss and especially since COVID Mm because if I am honest with myself I stop counting (laughs) <laughs> I stopped counting at 85 people. Wow. And not 85 people that I kind of knew. Mm. These were 85 people that I went to school with, that I sang in the choir with, that I worked with, that I supervised, that supervised me, that wow. they were people that I that I had relationship with. Wow. And then um so I remember they had the tribute. Yes um at Bell Isle. It was absolutely beautiful. I yeah. couldn't go. Really? I couldn't go. I but just couldn't go. It was it would have been overwhelming for me. For me
1: it provided closure.
0: Yeah, I I, I yeah. couldn't do it.
1: For me it provided closure. It be it and I didn't expect it. And I wasn't gonna go. You know, I was like, should I go? Should I not go? And I wasn't gonna go and
0: I decided to to go and it was a very good decision for me and like I said it's important for people to be honest with themselves mm-hmm. about where they're at absolutely because where I'm at may not be where you're at and it's okay for you not to be where I'm at and for Look. me not to be where you are <laughs> because one of the things when my mother passed I spoke at her at her funeral and so people kept coming up to me going oh my god you were so eloquent. I speak for a living. Uh huh. <laughs> How dare I not speak, right. which is my gift, mm-hmm. that the person that gave me life, right. I would not speak for her? Right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was, it was no way I was not going to do that. But then I remember maybe some weeks later, I ran into someone that went to her church. And they said to me, hey, baby, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And I says, I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. And then they reached out and grabbed my hand mm-hmm. and scrolls in and says, no, how are you really doing? <laughs> and so then I said, well, what do you want me to roll around in the right. floor? What, what, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Well, I say I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people want to press you oh, yeah. to be what they think you Absolutely. should be. Absolutely. 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 So They're what would thing. you tell someone, not the person who's going through mm-hmm. the loss, the people around them?
1: You know what? Ooh, I, I promise you that I'm going to do a whole segment on, on TikTok about what not to say. Come on. You know, what not to say when you, you know, I, I have a terminally ill son. And uh, in November, he um lost consciousness and was in a coma for three days. And the things that people said was absolutely stupid. Just, just, and I'm like, this is not encouraging me. This is not strengthening me. This is not helping me. And it's, and that's when I decided, I'm like, you know what? People say stupid stuff. When-
0: because they don't know.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and even after somebody
0: dies, you don't know what to say. Although I will say this. Sometimes people don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes people just stupid. <laughs> and they stuck there. They stuck on And they mean yeah. And yeah. they and they're thoughtless. Mm-hmm. And so first, people need to assess themselves to understand that maybe I do need some help on what to say and not mm-hmm. to say. Because even though we put it in books and mm-hmm. we have people will go, I'm just gonna say I just want to know. It ain't for you to know, right? ain't your business. And that's one of the most insensitive things is to ask a
1: person, how did they die? You know, and after I had gone through so many deaths and so many phone calls and somebody asked me, how did they die? I said, you know what? They just stopped breathing, you know, because I was just like, how sick about of that? It. How about that? I was just sick of it. You know, <laughs> at that point I was just sick of it, you know? And, um, like I said, the people that I'm just a contact person, I'm a, Person that people come to, so a lot of times people would ask me questions as opposed to asking their other family members and you know different things like that. And I was exhausted. I was exhausted from all of those you know questions and answers and stuff.
0: Like but that. why do you need to know? Yeah, <laughs> right. could you ask yourself, you why? Jesus,
1: you gonna raise them up like what? Lazarus? Yeah, I'm you, trying to figure you, this out.
0: You, why no. you need to know how they died? Right, why
1: they not here
0: yeah. I have a really good friend. She is very well known. She. um is the co founder of Black Votes Matter.
2: Okay.
0: Latasha Brown. And she recently lost her son.
2: Okay.
0: And when and my fo- a new phone number and so they were looking for me. They couldn't find me. People were looking for me and so my girlfriend finally called my son and 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 they got me. But I never asked her what happened. Right. Never asked her what happened. All I needed to know is what do you need from me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And where are you going to be so I can get there?
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. I just wanted to hug her neck and be in her face mm-hmm. and love on her. So mm-hmm. I brought a uh, uh, sweet potato pound okay. cake <laughs> and just loved on her. And, and I, mean, I think it was, do, do I really? I don't even know if I, if I know. I, I, just, I never, right. that wasn't the concern. The concern was this is life altering
1: absolutely
0: this puts you on your face absolutely and so i have another good good friend she does all my um branding and and things of that nature and she lost her husband and the night she lost her husband i was she was laying in the floor i'm laying in the floor Mm -hmm. we was laying in the floor Mm -hmm. because that's what you are to a friend Mm -hmm. and sometimes people don't need you to say nothing sometimes we don't need you to say not don't say nothing just be there
1: yes absolutely
0: and they're calling check on me. Mm-hmm. Hey, one go one go eat. One go You don't wanna go eat? Okay, I'm coming over.
1: But you know, sometimes people think that, you know, is there anything you need is a good question. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's not. We've just experienced something traumatic. We don't know what we need. I don't know. You know, at this particular moment. You know, I wanted to say, Well, can you bring her back? You know, that's what I need. I need my child back. Right. You know, so it's it's like you might think that you're saying something helpful, but at that moment you're not. You know, I first of all you should acknowledge God first. What should I say? Mm-hmm. You know, before I call this person, what what should I say? And then there's things that you can say that are comforting for you know, like maybe a husband. Versus a child. Mm -hmm. To be honest, there was nothing that anybody could say to me that was that was comforting. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. You know, I I wasn't angry with God. I just did not understand, you know, Um, and I was just like, what,
0: you know, and just saying I'm here. Right. And mean it and mean it. Not I'm here, but I'm busy Mm -hmm. and I got other stuff to do. No, because with my friend, Latasha. I was um, out of town. Mm-hmm. I was traveling, speaking. And so I changed my flight and got to town. I could not make it to the service. Mm-hmm. But I literally got there in just enough time at the repast, mm-hmm. just so I can get there, hug her neck, take a picture because I was on my way to go film something else. Mm-hmm. But I had to make it my business mm-hmm. for her to see me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, my God, you made it. Oh, my God. Because it was out of town, You know, we were in Atlanta. And um, I just you just do what you need to do.
1: But imagine my experience. My experience was I was living in Texas. Mm -hmm. I was just getting through COVID myself. Mm -hmm. And it was the pandemic. Yeah. So I didn't have any visitors. I didn't have anybody coming to see me.
0: Yes, you couldn't.
1: Right, because nobody could do anything during that time. So I literally had to go through, you know, two days of being by myself. And my daughter passed away two days before my birthday, so I actually flew to Detroit on my birthday. Um, I don't exactly remember what happened in the day in between, but it was difficult for people to, you know, as, as black people, you know, coming over, sending food, cooking food and things, that didn't, we didn't happen. Know. Yeah, we didn't, you didn't you know, know. You that couldn't do nothing. Happen. And that's why, you know, I, I devoted an entire chapter to COVID deaths because we experienced things that other people did not. I have a close friend that is a, a church member that she lost both of her parents within eight hours wow. of each other to COVID. and we have conversations that are very different, you know, than than other people because it's very very difficult for you to lose both of your parents within an 8 hour period. And um it's just the trauma that is attached to covid is really where I try to to help people because it was it was very a very very traumatic experience.
0: And and let me say this about the word trauma. Mhm another word for trauma is wound Mm -hmm. and so many people are the walking wounded wow and so the walking wounded are walking around like like almost like zombies Mm -hmm. because they're numb Mm -hmm. and grief overload really helps to push you into that space of that shock and that numbing feeling Mm -hmm. like when you first hear about the loss and you're in a fog, Mm -hmm. like, uh, like you, when you say that day in between that, that Mm -hmm. second day, you don't know what happened. Mm -mm. I can't tell you nothing that happened because you were in the midst of that. I'm I I just, I, I can't. And so what happens with grief overload is that you're in that process. And you're trying to get yourself together. Mm -hmm. Then you kicked into that process again. Mm -hmm. And then you try to get back up and get your breath. And then you're kicked into it again. And then you're kicked into it again. And so a lot of times people haven't really got back up Mm -hmm. to stand up, to begin the healing process, to begin the, I can't even accept it yet because I can't. Yeah. So what my, what my
1: sister, you know, um, that that was traumatic because she had went into she was um on an event mm. and um this is when it first you know first first came out and uh I was her power of attorney so I of course had to to just uh exercise her desire not to be on a machine um you know which which was you know difficult but in in that whole process um I was before she went and you know went into into the coma, she I got a, I was landing in Detroit and I had just left and I I was landing and my brother said the phone rang and he said my sister's not breathing and I was like what do you mean you know and because I just saw her on Friday you know so I was just like what what's going on you know and I began to pray and everything and landed and went to the hospital and she you know was just seizing and just just you know all of that stuff kind of like took place but. The thing is, the tra- I was traumatized because I fly frequently, you know, especially during tax season. So every time I got on a plane and it landed in Detroit, my body would just go yep. through this whole thing, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, my therapist said, you have to distinguish between here and now. You know, that was then. This is now. Now. And what happened then cannot harm you now. And so as when I would land back on the plane, I would say, what happened then cannot hurt me now. What happened then cannot hurt me now. And and that is what pulled me through, because during tax season, I fly here every two weeks.
0: And so that's that's so important that you talk about the triggers Mm -hmm. because. Oh, yeah. Triggers are so triggers can be a smell. Yes. They can be a sound. Mm-hmm. They can be something that you see. They. I mean, there are so many. Even the 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 feel of something, the mm-hmm. touch of something, can be a a trigger for you. So, um, I I, I really appreciate you sharing that yeah. because too often people don't talk about the real stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. we want to come across like, well, you know, I am the, I'm the therapist, and I. <laughs> i know this no i was on my knees Mm -hmm. and i was tripping and then every time like i always tell the story about when my brother passed my brother passed suddenly Mm -hmm. and we were he was here for my father's funeral Mm -hmm. and everybody had went back home he had sent his his wife back home but he was staying over to go to my son's first basketball game of the season went up to take a shower and dropped dead oh my 40 years old oh my and so when we got to the hospital um it was just it was just a blur. It mm-hmm. when I say it was just a blur because I had to call his wife and tell his wife that her husband is dead. Oh my. I had to uh tell everybody who had just got home from the funeral that now my brother is dead. Mm. It was so traumatic and so that particular day he had called me cuz I had um I had some knee issues. And so when my father was sick and in hospice, I did not stay off my knees like they told me to. Uh-huh. So this particular day, I said, I'm not going anywhere. Uh-huh. So he called me and said, where you at? I miss you. Come over here. I said, I ain't coming today. Uh-huh. He died that night. Wow. So for a long time, just to hear the telephone ring, uh-huh. sent me to that conversation oh yeah and so those triggers you have to like you say Mm -hmm. what happened yesterday Mm -hmm. cannot hurt me today nope Woo, miss
1: crumble (laughs) i talk about triggers in the book i talk about strategies i talk about boundaries we talk about the holidays Oh, that's good and you know not there's a chapter in there called it's okay to not be okay. Yes, and people have to know that you got you to know, gotta know when that when you're dealing with that, it's okay. When you have those days where
0: I'm just not okay, it's okay. It's okay. Well, I want to thank you for hanging out with me today. You can it come back and hang pleasure. out anytime. Where can people find your books? Well, I am on Amazon, um,
1: and also my website is josette.rcrumble.com.
0: So Josette J O S E T T E R Crumble C R U M B L E dot, com. dot com. So if you go to that website, you can have access to you can have books. access to the books. Well, you all, it has been another, like I said, riveting episode of Speaking Life. We will be back next week with more opportunities to give you an opportunity to speak life in your own life. Have a great week.